0: Welcome to the All-Ireland Podcast. My name is Dylan Murphy and I am here with um, Nicholas and Owen of Inside a Wave. So um, just to start Hello. off guys, can you both introduce yourselves and um, your relation to the group?
1: Uh,
2: you want to go ahead Owen? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I actually lost the connection there for a second. Um, hi Dylan and Nick, how's it going? Down Hello, and Kerry. I'm up here in Dublin, but uh, um, it's nice to be on the show. And thanks for having us. I suppose um, I'm on. I suppose we, I'm from Navan, living in Dublin now at the minute. And I suppose the band has been going now for about three years. And I suppose people always ask the question as to how we met Nick. And um, uh, Nick being from Kerry, we had to go all the way to America to to meet up with him in San Francisco on a J1, and we decided to be a great idea. A band when we came back because he was big into music and we had a lot of the same kind of musical interests and um, that's i suppose where i'm coming from i'm a primary school teacher as well and uh lockdown now has been a bit of a struggle for for us uh sending out work through emails and all that we, we've had to adapt but i'm getting a good bit of music work done now as well but uh so i suppose i passed down on to Nick there
1: yeah uh pretty much a lot we've the covered there um I'm uh, from Kerry. I I moved to Dublin to uh, get involved in music mainly, just as a big scene there. And it was kind of just made sense as somebody who kind of wanted to get involved in a project or something like that. And the band was exactly kind of the thing I um, You know, I'm glad that we're kept busy with it and we've had some opportunities in the last three years to promote our music and stuff. Uh, on a personal side, you know, I'm trying to. Uh, do a part-time job and do music and study as well, uh, studying to be a primary teacher. So that's where, I, where I'm coming from anyway.
0: All right. Well, very nice. Um, I suppose, Ipo, um, Owen kind of mentioned there that you first met in San Francisco. Can you go into more detail of how the band formed and um, all the different members of the group and how we all met each other? Uh,
2: yeah, I so- suppose. Like uh like me and um the 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 three others, um Mark, and uh, Matt and Sean went to school together and we actually we had a, a band um growing up and we were giving great supports growing up, like with the teacher allowing us to kind of practice at lunch times and things like that. And it was kind of more of a hobby, but when we met Nick over in San Francisco, like um we, we ended up living together over there as well, like the the whole five of us and we kinda of just kinda of, we wanted to give it a because a, we knew how good of a musician Nick was, and we all had a similar similar kind of, uh, like a, a view of how we wanted the whole thing to go and what kind of sound we we're going for. Even though we still, at the minute, we, we, we seem to struggle a lot with the direction in which we're going with. But I think we're, with the, the latest kind of few releases, we're kind of finding our sound a lot more and we're kind of honing it in and, uh, perfecting our, what kind of instrumentations, we're, our instrumentation and arrangements, we're going to try and go for in the future, and and a genre like there's so many different subgenres at the minute, and like we we tend to just kind of when 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 writing songs and doing arrangements and picking instrumentation, we, we we tend to try and serve the song a lot, and just go with whatever instrumentation comes to mind, which we we love doing it like that but we, we tend to find a lot of our tracks if they're written by Nick or myself or Sean, they tend to they can sound very different and uh, which in one way is a very good thing but in another like when, if, when we're trying to build our own kind of sound and an image and all that, do sound cohesive but it's something we've been working on but and I think it's it's very clear that we're getting there now with the next few tracks mm. I don't know if Nick have anything to add, I know that was a bit of a long <laughs> roundabout way of answering the question, but
0: not
1: at all. Yeah. So yeah, so we met in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, like I mean, yeah, everything I was saying there is uh, pretty much true. Like uh, the 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 story it was pretty much that's kind of how we met and, uh, in San Francisco, and we're all looking to get involved
0: in the project, and that's that's kind of it. Yeah. And in on a more particular note, um, how would you kind of describe your music? You know, for someone that's never heard it before, how would you kind, of, how would you go about talking about it and explaining what it really is?
1: Uh, it's difficult, I suppose. I think Owen touched on a lot of it there. Like, it's kind of something we've been trying to uh pin down ourselves, and it's it's like a, it's a big learning curve for us and trying. So I taking from the last two singles we released and the EP that we're hoping to release as well. I think we're, we're kind of uh, honing in our sound a bit more, which maybe we might describe it as a um, bit more maybe complex or uh, in terms of arrangement, in terms of rhythms, uh, instrumentation. We like to use a lot of uh, folk kind of derivative of, you know, guitars and uh, vocals and harmonies. And overlay that with likes of really kind of a grisly sense or um take elements of maybe kind of dream dreamy kind of synthy kind of poppy elements mm. and bring that into more complex arrangements and stuff uh yeah I guess it's it's hard to pinpoint a genre i I mean we'd kind of dip our toes and the likes of alternative elements but then obviously in terms of songwriting it might be more Kind of indie indie folk, even so, very very hard for us to even give someone a taste or to pinpoint what exactly we 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 describe it to someone.
0: Yeah, I got I really got the sense when
2: I was listening that to we sound we 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 sound that we sound progressive as well. We tend to like to use like interest and structure and um, time signatures as well is a huge thing that we like to to uh, put a nice uh, some kind of a tilt on on that we're kind of working towards com- constantly trying to create. New ideas and original ideas is, is a is a huge thing for us, and i like we really hope that that does come true in our music um and I suppose Nick, Nick is right with everything else he's
0: saying there um i yeah I really got the sense when I was listening to a few of the songs that um it's really a mix of a lot of a, a lot of a lot of different kind of things, and there's a bit of experimentation there would that be would that be fair to say?
1: Yeah, d- yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, in terms of like experiment experimentation, kind of harking back to what Owen was saying about the different styles that we might all write in there's, we all are able to write songs in the band. And I think everyone has different, we all have a, a lot of similar, Is personally are quite diverse. So that in itself brings, I think a lot of experimental elements, uh, in terms of arrangement, in terms of instrumentation, um, yeah. And as Owen said, I, I think we're we're definitely conscious of trying to do something different and something that sounds different. And if we do write something and if, if it just isn't, um, you know, as out there as we'd like it to be, or if it just sounds like something that you might turn on and then quickly kind of pass you by, that's kind of not what we're going for. We're hoping to maybe a seasoned listener is someone who can appreciate maybe things that are a little bit more complex, but at the same time, kind of make it accessible to people who like uh you know really good riffs and earworms and those kind of things that we grew up with listening to you know rock and uh all the other bands that everyone listened to in the 90s that kind of way
0: yeah you mentioned instrumentation there like what kind of instruments and what like what 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 goes into making a song like one of yours
2: Yeah, sorry i, I missed out on, the, on a bit of the conversation there my internet is just not that stable um i suppose instrumentation wise um we tend to like to limit ourselves especially for the last recording session we really limited ourselves to the instrumentation that we brought with us to the uh, when we set up the studio down in in Monin. like we brought the collective um all our collective equipment together and just use what we had on hand so it was good like we we tried not to and just use what we had in front of us instrumentation wise so it in in a way we kind of had hoped that by limiting our instrumentation that it would that it would all kind of sound a bit more cohesive as well Um, and then like we instrumentation wise as well like we tried not to look into just the classic uh rock sounds like i brought like some tin whistle I had from primary school with me, like, you know, dug it out. I think it was in the the, the glove compartment of my car or something. Uh, There's a great story behind each of those as well, and they're in some of the tracks as well. And um, different elements, I thought. I suppose the Juno was a big one that Nick, um, it's one of his most prized possessions, that the Juno 106 the synthesizer and um, that, that appears a lot on, on the tracks as well. Um, I suppose that's, and we like to use that cleverly in terms of like um, like with instrumentation like uh, differentiation between two sections of a song so that no individual section in, in any of our songs is the same as a previous kind of a section, even verses are differentiated using different um instrumentation
0: and we like to use instrumentation to, to um, do you think that kind of limitation you were talking about getting tin whistle out of the car and stuff like that and really kind of li- um limiting stuff to what you could easily what you could easily bring with you to the last recording session do you think that kind of improves the creativity of it um trying to think on your feet and trying to um um sort it out as you go along?
1: Yeah, I think, I think
0: it does anyway. Um,
1: as I was saying, like we only had like kind of, I guess we, we we didn't want to bring the kitchen sink to the recording studio, but I think we, we ended up uh, bringing everything anyway, but the, in terms of like limiting ourselves, um, Windows, the new single that we released, there's some cello lines that are actually recorded on guitar using, um, like it's 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 bowed guitar i mean there's a video on our social media of it but i think that was something that we were thinking you know how can we think outside the box a little bit uh so we ended up putting a guitar standing up straight and uh bowing it like a like like a cello so i mean that's an example of just something that we were kind of thinking you know what what can we use that we have here and i think we it helped that we were in Monaghan. we're really kind of uh, forced to get into that mindset
0: Okay. and um, Would you have any particular influences or any inspirations you would take into your music?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Tom York is a big one for all of us. Um, you know, T- Tom York, I think Radiohead especially, was, was one band that we all would definitely stand as a staple, not just in terms of, I think, sound, but <laughs> everything they do in terms of the arrangement, instrumentation, of maybe coming up with a strong structure on guitar or piano, but then overlaying that with really complex synth lines, polyrhythms, things like that. Um, other bands, um, Here We Go Magic is another one, Luke Temple. Uh, we be big fans of his work. Again, I think in synth arrangement is a big thing that we look for if we're looking for reference tracks as well. We'd always be look back at bands like that. Uh, Beach House, another one. Uh, Quite you know, quite like simple structures, but just heavy arrangements. Sound as well. It's always something that we have you know people that we admire like Sinatra, Godrich, um, Rick Rubin, Andrew Shept, because we mix and produce all of our own stuff as well. So we are always looking for kind of audio, I guess, influencers
0: as much as we are looking for sound,
1: if if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um How often would you meet up to record um like how often do you meet and what is the whole what's the creative process like i suppose um how do you, how do you go about writing a song um, How long does it take what's the whole process yeah writing a song is can be
2: like you could spend you could have you could bang one out in an hour and then other songs uh take a year mm. from doing different revisions and then come back to them and. You know if they're not quite there yet you might go back and try and make the structure like if the structure was just too plain or something and the song just wasn't going anywhere you might try and manipulate different things within the song like um or things like that but like it can take such a wide variety of different times and then with, with the band i suppose they really tend to if we get the skeleton down or Sometimes we might add a load of elements individually and record demos individually. And sometimes it might be a skeleton and that's what we have to work with then uh, during our recording sessions,
0: I suppose. But I
2: don't know if that answers your question.
0: Uh, do you think, yeah, like, um, do you think the music goes through a lot of changes um, from the process of recording to releasing? Um, or do you kind of set, like, an initial vision and stick to it?
2: Yeah, I, I... Like we all like the idea, I suppose, if we have a demo going into a recording session that we're not too precious about the demos and that we try and when we're in recording that we don't um, you know, just try and redo a demo that's already been done. We always try to think about it in a new light and really try and see where the song is going and add to that uh, and serve the song as I, as I was saying in the uh, sneak event to add to that as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I'd agree. Um I think there's a we we were using a term called demo itis where you, you have a demo and it's just something that you like everyone in the band is saying, but like what about the demo? It doesn't sound as good as a demo, but I think we had to kind of get get over that fairly quickly. It's a bit it's just a bit of a hump, I think, when you, you might have a demo and everyone's kinda of saying it's not as good as the demo, but uh yeah, I think we've learned to be a bit more open minded in going into the recording studio, kind of hoping for a lot of things on the last two singles we released um, have just been you know bits of luck and serendipity like uh, supported by creativity but again just being open-minded going into the studio uh, thinking you know let's create instead of kind of uh, trying to replicate what was already done Um, but yeah I mean one's hit it bang on the head there I think we all maybe come up with a skeleton and then come up and bring it into the studio and see what we can what we can create pretty much um, and and we're, we're already working on new
2: material for another recording session in, in in August, Um so we're really trying to uh, keep our any songs we write individually. We're trying to keep them as like as much as possible, uh, maybe a vo- a guitar and a vocal, and so that the structure and is is there basically, um, and and the song is there and kind of zero other elements to kind of. And with, with the time we have, we all have now. I suppose there's only one out of the five of us like going to work every day. So we have more time now to actually properly collaborate uh, with each other on songs. Whereas before, uh, like we we're all like, and we're still like working like. But I suppose we do have more time now to collaborate since we're we're, we're at home like yeah. before we were under time constraints and we had to have a, a song nearly ready to go and ready to record in studio so we're, like we're, we're constantly looking for new ways to to for to write and process and
0: and collaboration wise and i suppose in a pre-lockdown world how often would you have met up to record like how often would a recording session how often would a recording session be
2: yeah well uh we recorded um the the CP over a a nine day period in December. Now we were all on our holidays, mm. Um so we uh, our a friend of ours was very kindly let us kind of rent a house down in in Monaghan and Cross that that and uh, for the nine days. And we worked mean we were eight o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the morning. You might have a half an hour for dinner, but it didn't seem like it was work. It was all just such an enjoyable process. And it was, but it was very, very hard work. And we started off with five songs and then for the last four days, narrowed that down to the three songs um, that we're releasing now. Um, And then before that, I suppose we had the drums done. Um, We wanted to do the drums in a big open uh, area. Atmospheric drums and to get really nice room sounds, which none of us had access to. So, my partner Eimer, um allowed us to record drums in a, in an old slatted shed, and it's a big, massive uh, enclosed space. So we got really nice results from that. So we had that going into the recording session. We had the drums tracked, and then there was a lot of kind of production done afterwards and mixing as well, which took like weeks to 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 finish and compiling tracks and all that. So. Um, I suppose was done in those nine days in December but there was so much more work to be done after that in terms of mixing, production and mastering then as well So,
0: um, I want to talk about the, the latest single, the latest track no, that I'm you brought not, out My connection is gone, is it? Um, I, th- I think you're still with us
1: I'm right there, Nick. About the like, we we did, it.
2: did the um the the end of the whole, whole project right up until we released the first track, Ivy Honey, like, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Like, uh, I think that was uh, the way we were hoping to do things. Was the the week, as you said.
0: Sorry, guys. I think we lost connection there for a minute.
2: Yeah, my my connection is fairly bad now as well. But.
0: I know you're fine. Uh, these things happen. Look, we'll just keep we'll just keep going. Um, for another ten minutes, I'll cut out the part where it where it stopped. Um, so you were talking about um recording the EP in Monaghan and you. I think you were talking about the track "Ivy Honey," which was the first one that was released off the EP. Is that right? That's
2: right. Yeah, and like just about the I suppose. The, the amount of work that was put in after the the tracking process and right up until the, the days before it was released. And um, I suppose even after in terms of promotion and all that, then you get into very different to the kind of work you were doing before in terms, you're really in there with the tracks and you're um, when you're mixing and, and doing all that. And then suddenly you're, 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 promoting it and trying to get people to listen to it and it's completely different work. So it's you have to be able to adapt as well. And we're learning a lot about that kind of process now as well.
0: And do you think it's a difficult thing to promote uh to promote a single? Is it um is it difficult, you know, you were kind of saying it's one thing to produce the track into and to mix it and that kind of thing. Um do you think it's difficult then to re- to get it out there and get people to listen to it.
2: Oh absolutely and I suppose one of the, the main things we were struggling with with Ivy Honey was that it was it's it was well over five minutes uh, of of a, of a track and people were saying oh he's doing a radio edit and we we kind of didn't really want to do a radio edit. We tried a few different versions and but that was I think that was a bit of a mistake. So like I think we've learned from that now and our next single is over the five minute mark as well. List of jobs to do today was to um, kind of come up with a few versions of of that track now to a few radio edit versions to to try. I and Nick does a lot of the promotion end of things as well. He's very very good at it, so I'll let him take from there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we found you know it's it's you can go to so much work to release a single in this genre and it can just fall upon deaf ears. And I don't think that's anyone's blame other than the fact that you know this kind of music indie, you know, rock, that kind of style, it's just so small, um, which is, it's just, it's, it's so it's so hard when you go to so much work to promote a single and try and get it out there, but like, it's just in terms of comparing it to pop or something, you know, there's there's a very limited amount of playlists, very limited amount of shows, yeah. any shows you do have are on at 11 o'clock at night, so your airplay is just, again, falling upon deaf ears, but I mean, that's not to criticise. The fan base and to, to criticize the audience who are like uh very attentive listeners and very i think like very in terms of of, of culture of the culture and the art itself but uh yeah it's, it's it's very hard to promote a single when there just isn't a huge audience for it especially in ireland considering such a small country as well
2: okay you're, you're right about the listeners that we do have and and uh, and the likes of yourself, Dylan, like and for, for having for having us on. It's just a great kind of a a way to promote our music and we're we're endlessly trying to get these kind of interviews to to promote the music and it's mm. credit as well, just that you're doing it for us as well.
0: So thanks many for that. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Um I suppose just to kind of take um your latest track that was released, which was Bright Windows in the Night, um, what was the kind of process behind that song in particular? Where did where did that song kind of come from, and what was the process behind it?
2: Yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Um, I suppose the, the idea came when I like I actually, cheesely, very very cheesily, uh, wrote I wanted to write a song uh, for my partner, Aimer, for um, for as a Christmas present. I suppose I was, must have been pretty broke that year. I think it was about two years, and. Um, so it turned out like they did a the whole song uh, start to finish um, and then it completely changed and like I suppose it was left on the shelf for a couple of years. We played it live and it got in a great reception Um had that had more so of a dreamy vibe possibly when you were playing it live. It just it was it's such a great song to play live. And it, when we decided to record it, I suppose we we tried to let go of the demo and to just start from scratch with it. Now, like a few of the elements kind of remained the, the guitar and the drums were originally done on a on a drum um and then when they were done on a on a drum machine and we tried to emulate some of those parts using uh real drums and the air. Um a lot of the sounds, the percussive sounds you hear are um acoustic and we, we recorded them. And then there is a um a hi-hat drum machine going through throughout the song as well, an eight oh eight hi hat. Um, that that was kind of inspired from the demo, I suppose. So we we some of the elements still stay the same, but other elements completely changed. Um, struck like struck and different sections even within it change when we were recording it for the for DP.
0: The and um, what has the reception been like to the song um, in your own opinion?
2: Nick that one.
1: Yeah, it's quite good. Um, we're on BBC Radio Ulster tonight, I think, across the line, which is brilliant. Like, we are absolutely delighted for that. Um, our last track, Ivy Honey, got on that as well. So it's, it's, I think, a great step up for us to get it to a wider audience, especially. Yeah. Like, in terms of getting it out there as well, you know, we've been featured on Irish Jams, a couple of other kind of uh, radios and blogs and stuff. So the reception's been good, and... I think we were more confident this time around releasing this single and the last single as well, just because what we were saying at the start, like it's definitely more us, and I think we're we're happier and more confident that this is sounds like uh, more us. So we're, uh, I mean, the reception is good, yeah, and we're 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 definitely happy to have it out there.
0: And in terms of the band itself, in terms of, um, I suppose your daily lives, but more specifically promoting the music and all that kind of thing, how has the Lockdown kind of affected all that you're doing at the minute,
2: yeah. I, I think it's affected it hugely. Um, like we're, we're dependent big time on live shows mm. to, to promote these uh tree releases, like, like absolutely, like, big time. And it, it is a shame that, like, um, they didn't go ahead, but obviously, for, for safety reasons, they couldn't go ahead. And like, once the lockdown finishes, we're hoping to just like really put in a lot of work into our live show and we had put in a huge amount of work into the live show after the recording um and like we were very disappointed but obviously we under we understand completely but we're, we're really looking forward now to getting the um uh just really looking forward to getting the live show up and running again and we have uh one of our one of our best mates uh working on visuals and and they're, they're just they're looking great, and we just we really just can't wait to to get back on the stage. And like we have a really really good live show lined up, and working tirelessly on it now as well during the lockdown. But the, I think that was the biggest hit was the live show. I think other than that, it's like we we've gotten opportunities to do a lot of writing, which which is which is great, and um, and we're doing. Uh, like getting marriage together and things like that as well, so it's kind of provided us with an opportunity to to kind of get all that kind of sorted and try and really think about promotion and a timeline for all for all these things as well. Don't know, just yeah. Nick event. And I suppose yeah, I don't...
1: I, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, live um, shows was big hit. We were supposed to be playing Van Festival, which would have been you know a really good festival to play, kind of pre summer circuit. Uh, which has been rescheduled to September. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, no no fault of anyone, obviously, but mm. the, the live shows, especially for smaller artists like us, is definitely, you know, one of the biggest ways you can kind of increase your audience on, in every sense, like getting new people to your shows on, on Saturday night, that kind of a thing, playing the likes of Wheelands, even support slots, you know, those things, like, are just invaluable to try and... I guess, uh, get to where you want to be in terms of getting onto to more of a professional kind of a circuit. But uh, yeah, I mean, the lockdown in other ways has been good. Like people are spending a lot of time on their phone, which is good for us, I suppose, and a lot of other bands that you can promote a lot of things and people are going to see it, uh, which is good. And, and as Owen said, you know, we're hoping to get merch and, and vinyl set up, so, which is a lot of work. So we have, have time to focus on that now.
0: Okay. Um, so it has its pros and cons, basically. Absolutely, Would that
2: be fair to yeah. say? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Probably, probably more cons, really. But um, <laughs> as you said, people are listening to more music, yeah. so um, that look, yeah. every cloud is a silver lining, I suppose. Um, we're nearly out of time, but I suppose just to kind of finish this off, um, if people want to hear more, where where should they look?
2: Sorry, I missed that question.
0: Oh, no, you're fine. Um, I was just saying that we're nearly out of time. But um, if people want to hear more, where should they look? All of our
1: socials are at Wave, uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we're obviously on Spotify, and we'd encourage people to go to Spotify, maybe to listen mm. to our, our material. Um, if not, you can go on SoundCloud. Uh, you can download it on. Um, pretty sure we're across all the other kind of platforms anyway, uh are on YouTube as well. So we are hoping to release uh, a music video uh, in the coming weeks. So that'll be up on YouTube. So make sure to subscribe if you're passing our channel and all that.
0: Right, well, thanks a million. This is Inside A Wave. I'd like to thank you, thank you very much, guys. You were the first recording. So um, you've kind of been the guinea pigs, if that's all right. <laughs>
2: Absolutely,
0: yeah. Right, well, thanks a million. Oh, thank I you, Dylan, shall- for having thank us on. And, uh, a pleasure to talk to you and so that was inside away if i'd like to thank nick and owen for coming on and um please do stay tuned um next wednesday for another episode of the all ireland podcast so thank you very much and see you next week